Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I have three awesome guests for the podcast today. How about this? 2020 Rookie of the Year, and of course, a host on SiriusXM, Pat McAfee, joins us today on Busted Open. Talks about his fling in NXT, also the big game on Sunday between the Bucks and the Chiefs. Also, from MLW after a very controversial loss against Richard Holiday, Savio Vega joins us, and from AEW Dynamite, the one and only Dr. Britt Baker, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. This is an absolute honor. You just said too many nice things. It was nice to hear that music hit, by the way. Felt like I was walking through the curtain yet again, like it was just a few months ago. Mark Henry, you look absolutely handsome on this Friday. This is the only show I listen to on a regular basis. Every time you guys have me on, it's an absolute honor. I appreciate the hell out of you guys. Man, I sure appreciate that, man. But listen, I, I, I said this in the break. For those sports fans that love good content you need to look up pat mcafee aaron Rodgers conversations yep you can put that on a on a file in itself away from the rest of the show even though the rest of the show is great yeah average it's exciting (laughs) it's fun there's challenges yeah but aaron Rodgers. You, what did you do to bring that out of him? Because he's a dullard. Aaron Rodgers is a dullard. And Pat McAfee makes radio gold each and every week with him. Listen, listen. I don't know what that word exactly means, LaGreca, but when I do, I'm going to bring it into my Rolodex and my lexicon every single day. I love what you just said right there. To be completely honest, it is a very easy thing when you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's like, Going to go in the Hall of Fame, one of the greatest of all time, and a man who hates most media. So he doesn't like most media. So whenever he and I got a chance to meet each other, it was almost like I was just sitting there and he's just out there like, hey, this is what I've always wanted to say. I was very lucky he chose to join us every Tuesday. Sometimes he would just hang out with us for like an hour straight, just chit-chatting about life. Uh, it, it was an absolute blast, much like all the interviews you guys do with the noted superstars in the wrestling industry. So I'm just lucky to do my thing. Lucky to be on Sirius here uh, alongside you guys. And Aaron gave us a gift this year that I am eternally grateful for, for sure. And thanks for watching, Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. That means a lot. But You know what? You have to you have to be able to bring out that kind of energy from somebody. And the first time that you talk to him did he they've called him a dullard that he's kind of dull and and that you 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 know you have to it's like 
pulling teeth to get him to say something to put more than one sentence together. But it was so effortless. Like he would talk. It was like he was like it was just you and him and nobody else was listening. Well, I appreciate that, obviously. And uh, after getting to meet him, I went down to a golf tournament uh, in the Bahamas. Oh. I went down to a golf tournament Did in the you Bahamas. Win? Is that yeah. a title? All right. So it was the NFL versus the NBA. Aaron Rodgers' team was taking on Chris Paul's team. All right. I was recruited somehow to Aaron Rodgers' team. I'd never really met the man. We did not know each other, but he followed me on Twitter. And I was asked via an email, like, hey, do you want to be on Aaron Rodgers' team in this golf tournament against the NBA? And I was like, yeah. They're like, it's in the Bahamas. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I will yeah. absolutely do this. <laughs> so I go down there, and the first night I really get a chance to like sit and chat with him or whatever. And he had followed me on Twitter for at this point, probably 10 year, eight years, maybe. So he was an early follower of mine on Twitter. I followed him on, uh, on Twitter for a long time. So we knew each other. We had a relationship, but we didn't know each other in a real relationship. life. And then, and then once I got down to that golf tournament, we got a chance to chat. Uh, he was so cool. He was awesome. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool if other people got a chance to see this side of you. And that's kind of how the entire Tuesday thing started. Uh, I want a belt down there. I am an undefeated golfer. Okay. I might be a completely defeated wrestler because of some things that are out of my control, obviously. But when it comes to golf tournaments, undefeated, still the champ. champ. You know what I mean? Still the champ. Still the champ is here. The champ is here. Now, I like you know, the Velcro. It is. Well, you need that. But, yeah. but Pat, I got, we got to give you credit here. And, uh, you know, we're not just blowing smoke up your ass because, like, you know, I, I kind of jokingly said about Aaron Rodgers being a dollar. Because I know you don't. But and I mean that because when you would talk to any media outlet and I worked for NFL radio for years, when you talk to Aaron, Rod hey, Aaron, what did you think of the game on Sunday? <laughs> you know, what, you know, how was the what did you think of the performance in the fourth quarter? <laughs> but then each and every Tuesday with you, he's open, he's joking, he's he's having great conversation. That's a credit to you. And what you're able to do. And also, no. too, I loved – let me finish. And also, too, Pat, I love the fact that, listen, a lot of media members, not us, obviously, but there's a lot of media members that are jealous of you because oh. you're – I mean, think about it. There, you know, there are certain names, you know, you know the ones, like, you know, uh, Skip Bayless and Colin Coward, that are, like, jealous of the success that you have on the radio. And, dude, you take it in stride. You're just like, whatever. You know what? You still appreciate that. Like, I'm glad you're art. jealous of me. Like, that, that, yes. that, that, that's an art, Pat. That's an art to be able to do that. Well, you know, and I, I appreciate all the nice things you just said about me. It's always, you know, you guys are always too incredibly nice to me. But I think in this whole world, you can learn quickly of those who are wrestling fans growing up. Right? For mm -hmm. instance, like, I understand that there is heels in life. Like, and I know that there's baby faces in life, right? And I just kind of like, everybody's a character in my life. Like, I view everybody as a movie almost, right? I view everything as wrestling. So, like, if somebody comes in and they promo against me or say something, I'm like, ah, not a bad promo, okay. But I don't really take it personal. I'm like, all right, so here we go. I'm going to come back. And I feel like that is when somebody comes on my show, for instance, and I like poke it a little bit, you know, like I poke the needle, take a little bit of a shot. You can tell immediately if the person was a wrestling fan or not growing up on how they handle it, how they come back. Do they take this as strictly entertainment or are they making it personal? And to be honest, I, I, I do believe and attribute the fact 
that I was a wrestling fan growing up that whenever people talk shit on me, because I was a media darling. Remember when I was, uh, when I was just starting this whole thing, everybody liked me, you know, everybody was like, Oh, Oh, this guy, he has such a refreshing vibe. Okay. And all this stuff. But then as I, you know, as we started to yodely, 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 you know, and then all of a sudden you're going to get to a point where idols become rivals. Old Drake said, and then they start taking shots at me. I'm like, almost honored by the whole thing. I've questioned a couple of their promos against me. You know, I thought they could have done a little bit better, especially with uh, the talent of the people that I've held in such high regard for a while. But aside from that, I don't really give a damn, man. Hey, we're just all here to make good content, entertain <laughs> the people and keep it moving. You know what I mean? Oh my God, man. Hey, listen, I, I, I got to get one of them for the brand shirts, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna hey, send you we will send address. it. Wait, you're an XL right now. You're looking thin. I'm, I'm a, I'm a two X now. I'm a 2X now. You know, I've dropped about 100 pounds altogether now. You know. Hey, congratulations. Lean what me were you? I see were you a 5X at one point? Yeah. Yeah, I was fourth. The, the highest I ever was was uh, 440. And uh, now I'm down to like 320, 322. Hey, great job on that Yokozuna doc, by the way. I thought you had uh, incredible drop-ins, by the way. That was really cool to learn about him. Obviously, I was a fan. I knew of him, right? But I was kind of coming after. My, my fanhood and my age really came directly after that. So I knew of Yoko's greatness. Watching that entire doc, I mean, you, you did a fantastic job in there. That was so incredible to watch. That dude was 500 pounds running around out there. That is unbelievable what some of you big guys were able to accomplish in a wrestling biz. I don't know how your knees or ankles were able to do that thing. I get above 260. My knees start telling me that they're going to quit on me. I need a wheelchair. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Yoko was one of the nicest human beings ever born to this earth. And when it came to work, he was like, hey, it's about longevity. This is his speech to me. It's about longevity. And if you want to be great, you got to work against the greatest people. You can't work against the greatest people if you're the shits and you hurt everybody. He said, you want the best guys to say, oh, I want to work with him because it's a night off. And that's why I work the way that I work, because I that's had awesome. Yoko mentoring me early in, even though I kind of <laughs> I got to shit the bed with my attitude and got in the, you know, I, I couldn't control that. But my work was always solid. And hey. uh you, you watch Yoko drop that leg on people and sit on them. It was like a pillow hitting you. It was beautiful. I, I've seen some clips, though, on the Internet that have surfaced of a, you know, a squash match for Yoko, probably, you know. Uh, didn't like you? And he didn't like old buddy that was thrown in there. I, I like to think of myself now that I've now that I've gotten the ring a couple of times. Okay. I thought to myself of one of these local guys, you know, that gets called up and like, Hey, uh, yeah. if we like what we see here, you know, you'll potentially get a chance to go on the business or whatever tonight you've got Yoko or whatever. And then they accidentally say something to Yoko that's disrespectful or whatever. And Yoko's like, Oh, nice to meet you or whatever. I'll see you out there. And then he gets that big ass up on the rope and all of a sudden he comes down and there's videos now of his legs just shooting out. I don't know how he didn't kill some of those disrespectful dudes back in the day, but it is, it was awesome to watch. I think those WWE network documentaries, they should be selling that more, you know, like they, they always talk about, 
they, the pay-per-views. I'm a big documentary guy, but I'll go to the WWE Network and I'll just watch documentaries for four or five hours straight. And I'm like, this is what they should be promoting as well, is these stories are unbelievable behind the scenes. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, was not said intentionally because it was it felt like uh that was too personal or something like that. And I was told recently, hey man, you was with Yoko, you know, to up until that point to where he got sent away and uh to the fat farm and why didn't y'all talk about that stuff? I just felt like as a as a respect to the family that there was some of that stuff that I shouldn't say. Yeah. And like that dude took care of me, man. I didn't pay for the car. I didn't pay for my hotels. Nothing. He took care of everything. All he asked is for me not to question him. He said, look, man, if I tell you to do something, just do it. And I got you. And he did. He took care of me in a way that nobody in my wrestling history has. That's awesome. And I drove the car. I fetched the bags. I went and got his food. And if he, he had other errands for me to do, I did. If if the rest of the if the wrestling business can go back to that and put guys with the veterans and have them be mentored really is what it was, then the business would be better because now we have this jaded, oh, I'm I'm already um somebody type of mentality. Uh I I know enough. I know I know I mean I'm I'm over at NXT or I'm over on this show or I just came off the indies, bro. I was I was, you know, the highest draw on the indies. Yeah. Like if that if that shit can go away and you can give to the young, the future, what I got from Yoko, business will change. And, and I apologize for this uh, conversation popping off the way it is, uh, Dave. You and, did and this, sir. <laughs> no, this hey, is good talk. I, no, but this is uh, this is something that's happening in football too, though. It's not just wrestling, right? I think it's an entire generation thing. So, like in football, for instance, signing day was just the other day. These kids have ESPN specials about them coming out of high school, okay? And by the way, incredibly talented high school football players, but then they get to college, and these kids are just like. I don't want to say treated like Kings because they're incredibly athletic. They they're obviously bringing a lot, but then some guys want to get to the NFL. Okay. It's like, Hey, this is the men's league now. All right. Like everything you've done in high school and college is cool. And it feels like there's a chance that there's some people, and I don't want to say it's a generational thing, but it feels like the world that we're in now with the exposure on people at a much younger age in all facets, not just football wrestling, but I think everywhere where it's kind of tough for some people to be like, okay, now I'm at a place where, I've literally proved nothing. I got to go back down from penthouse back to the outhouse. And that's what it is in the NFL. I assume in wrestling, it's the same way. I haven't got a chance to experience obviously raw or SmackDown, but I feel like that's happening everywhere. Mark, I don't think that's just happening in wrestling, you know? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that, you know, this social media, like, you know, Hey man, check out my Instagram. This guy told me that the other day, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, Hey, so, you know, what, what's, what's your work like? And he was like, oh, man, just check out my Instagram. I said, no, hey, I throw a punch. damn question. Throw a <laughs> I said, dumbass, I'm talking to you. I'm, I, if I'm talking to you, then obviously uh, there's some interest. Uh, you might want to have a conversation with me and not tell me to go to your Instagram, you asshole. 
Hey, that and, Instagram though is lit though, dude. That Instagram, that guy's Instagram is lit, Mark. Is- hey man, if I could get him, if the, the guy in question, if if I could get him to stop flexing and just wrestle, he'd be all right. I think that he's looking for a mirror most of the time. But that I think that's coming from that, like you said, in the NFL and the NBA especially. I hear that some of these guys are going in these NBA locker rooms and and they are announcing to the team that they're the new face of the franchise. Hey, that's awesome, though. Hey, imagine having that confidence. Could you imagine having that confidence, though, just walking in? Oh, my God. What's up, guys? I I know you're painting your families and everything, but I got highlights on the internet, all right? This is my fucking team now. You know, that would be insane. And and I would like to circle this back on the ball. Yeah, I would like circle this back. Everybody was incredibly nice to me in my wrestling experience. I would like that to be said. Everybody was incredibly nice to me and everything like that. Now, I didn't work with a lot of people, but everybody was nice to me. But I could see how that could potentially ease into wrestling business. I'm sorry, Dave. That's on me, dude. No, 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 no. Pat, this was a great conversation. But to, to, to go beyond that. From everything that I heard, you were extremely respectful when you walked into that locker room. Exactly. And you, were, you know, and you were respectful to each and every person because you knew that you were a guest there. So, of course, you're going to get that respect back. And I think that's in any kind of industry. As long as you're respectful, you're going to get the respect back. Yeah, and that's kind of how – yeah, I think you're 100% right. That's how everything is. But going in there after – you know, I did years of that kickoff show, pre-show or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I did years. And for a long time, I was like, hey, this kickoff show is really cool. It's a lot of fun. Me and Sam and Charlie here get to banter a little bit and, you know, plug the takeover or whatever. But I think I'm supposed to be in there. But then I would stick around and watch the shows live mm-hmm. and just watching the the pre, the post, everything in between and learn about. You can't help but have respect for these. people. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like for me, I felt very honored to be a part of what was going on. I wanted to be, you know, as big of an asset as I possibly could to an already incredible brand and move forward. But I think that's how you are towards everything. You know, I think how you do anything is how you do everything. And I think that is, is, is kind of a, kind of the way you got to operate. Well, you did two things that was incredibly uh, smart on your behalf. Uh, I know you, you claim to be just a normal IQ guy, but I, I see differently. Yeah. Uh, the two important things you did was one. Hey, kayfabe, dude. Kayfabe, bro. Please. No, I'm, I'm exposing you. I'm exposing <laughs> you, sir. You you were respectful to the wrestlers and you gave them their props. But you also knew enough to introduce yourself and say, hey, man, I respect what you do. And then you be you you, you was quiet and you listen. The yeah. other th- the, the second thing you did was you humbled yourself. You didn't come in with the ego of, hey, I'm Pat McAfee. Like, everybody know me. I'm, it's for the brand. I got it. I'm, I'm somebody. Like, you didn't do that. You befriended me. You befriended other people that I know now that basically said, you know what, man? That dude is actually what we need more of. Somebody from the outside world to bring eyes that never watch wrestling into our world. So you basically you actually did more than, than two things. But the, those were the two most important is the way I, I look at it. 
Well, I appreciate that a lot. And it's because of the respect for my fan, my fanhood of the business. You know what I mean? Like forever. I, and I, and I think it's all the documentaries I've watched where you listen to the OGs talk about like, Oh, this person did this. He was on the outs because he did this. And I'm like, well, these are people I respect the business I've loved for a long, long time. I don't want to be talked about as one of those people whenever documentaries come out later. Like, all right, you know right. what I mean? Right. I, I don't want to be one of those guys ever, by the way, in football, I didn't want to do that in this, in the radio game. I didn't want to do that. I just kind of, I feel like there's enough to go around for everybody. So if you can learn something or meet somebody that's an idol, like you were now, granted, I don't think a lot of these young guys are just going to go and I don't know, drink what 40 beers probably in one night with Mark Henry, the first night they ever meet him. But like, that is something I think that will change, but I, I would. And about six shots. Oh, man. Hey, we had a night, but the, uh, it was a rough morning, but we had a night. The, um, the thing of any time, like when Shaq came over to AEW, right? Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny comes in for whatever. It is, for me, it is incredibly honor. Uh, it's, it's an incredible honor when people start tweeting, like, if he's like Pat McAfee, it's cool with me. If he's like right. Pat McAfee. But I would like a lot of people to know that, that aren't fans of mine, the wrestling community, whenever they attack uh, somebody, they're like, oh, you weren't saying bad things about Pat or whatever. I think that narrative changed after you gotta remember whenever I first came in, everybody hated it in the internet wrestling community. Right. And I would, I had a real like, all right, I'm gonna prove all these motherfuckers wrong. Like these people have no idea because I was once in the wrestling community. Right. And I would see these bums come in from outside and they'd be tripping all over themselves. They would be handed dubs. They would beat my favorite guy. And then they would just leave. And you could tell that they had no idea what was going on for me. Everybody says like, oh, you like when Pat did your thing. I think they forget at the beginning. It was not a well-liked, well-received thing when I got in there. And I think that's everything. You got to earn respect from people. And I was uh, very thankful to be able to do that in the wrestling business as well thus far. Not that I've done anything big, but it was cool to kind of see that narrative change over time. And uh, I'm pumped to see how it continues to play out. Well, the, Pat, the, your performance you- alone, Pat, I'm sorry to, to jump in there, Mark, but but it all comes down to the performance. And if you could do the job and the job that you were able to do on NXT was phenomenal. Pat. I'm not just saying yeah. that like uh, Mark, right? I mean, like yeah. we talked about that for days on Busted Open, like the performance was unreal. And it's you guys like talking match. about me on you guys talking about me on Busted Open, by the way, was a pretty cool thing. You know, that was like a, uh, that was a really, really cool thing when it first happened, you know, when it first started happening, yeah. cause you guys would have me on, which I was always thankful for. They used the photo of me, by the way, your 20 or whichever anniversary with 10th Tenth, anniversary, 10th anniversary, yeah. 10th anniversary. anniversary. They that's used why that they have the, t- that's why they have the 10. That's why they have the 10 because see, it was the 10th anniversary. See what you're doing. See what you're doing. See all I see. We, all we, I see that's Dave, why we can't have nice things, Dave. Well, the only thing I see there is me holding a Bud Light, and they didn't pay me a damn thing for that. And that photo is used I know. all the time. And I'm like, all right, all right, okay. I'm happy it's busted open, get a little love here. But Bud Light, I mean, I would drink anybody else if they want to pay me to do it. But the the thought of once I got in there, and you, and Bully, and everybody talking about me, and Tommy Dreamer, I think, even said some yep. things. There, there was a couple of days there where I was like, this is insane. Like, this is the coolest thing of all time, listening to you guys do it. But even though the guy's a scumbag, I mean, I had a pretty good dance partner in there. You know, the, the guy that I was I was going in there with, pretty good yeah. at what he does. Cole so, awesome. I mean, that obviously helped out a lot. All right, Pat, really when quick. Are we, when are we going to see you back on the NFL? You, are you going to sign a, a big-time deal and, and call games next year? 
no, nah, I don't think so. They, they ain't never good. A lot of old whites over there, Mark. They ain't going to bring me in over there. We, we still, we still two to ten years away from that, I think. Two to ten. I don't know. It, it seems to be expediting every single day that passes. It's going to be a bit. All right. But before, but Ed Robinson, my producer, is yelling and screaming because I got to get a Super Bowl question in. Uh, you know, we talk about greatness. Obviously, on Sunday, 43-year-old Tom Brady's going to hit the field. It's, it's amazing what he's still able to do against a 25-year-old Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs, and the Bucks on Sunday. I know you said on your show that as we get closer to Sunday, you're kind of – you're kind of seeing the Bucks a little bit more and more as we get closer to the game. Are you still with the Bucks on a There's Friday? no reason that the Bucks should win this game. All right, it makes no sense. There was no reason that the Bucks should have beat the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay just two weeks ago or whatever either. Tom threw three picks in the second half, yep. and the Green Bay Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers threw 356 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. I mean, it, it makes no sense how they've been able to win, but nothing in Tom Brady's NFL career has made sense, okay? There's a bunch of theories. It's hard to get back to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Chiefs this year debunked that, but for literally the last 20 years, the Patriots and Tom Brady were able to do something that nobody else in the history of the game was able to do. He is an anomaly. He is a unicorn in our world. It's not necessarily he plays the best game of all time, but he lifts up everybody around him to play better. The Chiefs should win. They have the best roster that I think the NFL has seen maybe ever. And the offensive side, they have incredible weapons. Defensive side, they got Tyron Matthew, who has called himself the landlord. He's an absolute stud. Their special teams are great. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for whatever reason, have this Tom Brady effect around them. And it's impossible to bet on the Chiefs over the Bucs. So that's why I'm betting $30,000 on tails hitting during the coin toss. Wow. Well, I'm, I got two things for you. One, um, if Tom Brady wins this game, is he the GOAT of all sports? Yeah. So I was talking to Aqib Tlaib the other day, who was teammates with him. And I, I think even without a win this weekend, Aqib Tlaib believes he's the greatest professional athlete of all time because he's the most professional, which was a very deep, insightful thing because I was trying to ask him, like, why is Tom Brady Tom Brady? Like, what, what is it? And Aqib talked about how all those cliches you hear about first one in, last one out, most prepared, blah, blah, blah. Tom's been doing that for 20-some years, in the building at like 4 a.m., out late, notebook every single meeting it's just the guy absolutely loves the game loves the process loves everything about it just like you have to be jordan serena tiger nadal you talk about all these greats you you can even put peyton in there whenever you're talking about people who are at the top of the world in their profession if you win seven super bowls you go to 10 super bowls at this point i mean he is it's going to be hard to talk about in the biggest league in the world. I mean, it's going to be hard not to talk about him as the greatest professional athlete of all time. I cannot do have one conversation without mentioning Star Wars. Dave is not a Star Wars guy, but um, I think it's hope. You always have hope when you have a beacon at quarterback or you have a beacon like Ed Reed in the secondary where – you know what, sometimes you're just going to throw it and you're going to throw the perfect pass and Ed Reed was going to get it. It yeah. just didn't matter. And when you have a guy that gives you hope, you keep playing. Because, yeah. come on, man, you know you've quit playing before. We all Hold have. on. Mark, it's, it's deeper than that, though, right? Tom gets into that Buccaneers building. Guess who's, guess who's not 
taking or cutting any corners, the equipment managers, the athletic trainers, the other wide receivers that are on the team, maybe like five, six, they're running extra reps or extra routes after practice. They're going in the jugs machine on the defensive side of the ball. They're watching more film. They're dialed in. They're thinking to themselves, we got a guy. I'm not going to be the reason. Okay. We got a guy. I'm not going to be the reason. Now there's some teams though. There's some teams though, that their quarterback might be ass or they don't have somebody like that. And it's like, do I go run that extra sprint after practice? Ah, Okay. I'm going to go the other way. But as soon as Tom gets in that building, everybody gets better at their job because the attention to details get dialed in even more. Cause you know, you got a guy and you know, you don't want to be the reason that you screw that guy out of potential immortality. It's it's a it's yeah. a it's an it's a ripple effect. It's gonna be I, I a really great do game. Think, go, yeah, it's gonna no, be yeah, a great game. Yeah, it's, and, it's and Dave, gonna be. Awesome. I, I, I'm I'm telling you, I, I think that that Tom has done more for football over the last two to three years in the later part of his career from an entertainment standpoint than any quarterback in history. Mark, he's been to four Super Bowls since Peyton Manning retired. Wow. it's incredible it's It's incredible and you know what all i know is that more important than anything i'm rooting for tails and the coin toss for you you, pat on sunday pat you can listen to pat mcafee on mad dog sports radio from noon to three as i say he's the fucking glue man that holds that channel together thank god for him pat thank you so much for the time today buddy Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. It's an honor every time I get to go on. Have an incredible Super Bowl weekend. I enjoy following along, so you guys keep me updated on what's going on in the wrestling world. Thank you all so hey, much man, for your service. Hey, man, tell that stiff man, Suri, that uh, I'm still waiting on that job, at, that, uh, that job that he promised me. Hey, Mark, we actually have – I don't know if you guys know this. We have Bret Hart here as well. I don't know if you guys know. Bret Hart is actually in yeah. the room. I don't know. Yeah, actually uh, – I think – is your mic on? Mansuri's got the best Bret Hart impersonation of all time. I don't know if you know this, Mark. I, I, I've you know, Pat, I, think, his... I think Mark Henry's pretty aware of what the hitman can bring. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time with the world's strongest man, but Mark Henry knows who the best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. That's right. Truly wow. is. Wow. But, but I tell you what, what's, what's the old guy on on, on um, um Oh, uh, Herbert. Yeah. I used to, I would follow Herbert. Mark around the locker room sometimes. And if he'd just be in the middle of getting ready for like a pre-tape or something, when I was a young PA, I'd just come up behind him and go, say there, mostly arms. Oh, that's a pedophile. That's a pedophile uh, from family guy. All right. That's a great impression. Uh, Appreciate right, Pat, that. Yeah. Pat, love you, man. Thank you so much, my friend. I'm Thank so you guys. Have a great weekend. It's an honor. Cheers. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Savio, how are you this morning? Good, good, good. Thank you very much. I'm uh, very, very happy to be here. And thanks, thank you guys for having me. And, uh, and good to see my friend, Mark Henry. My man, I, that music started playing, Dave, and I, I just had yeah. to go. Ah, oh, you can't help but feel it. <laughs> Woo! Now, let's go so, back to that match with Richard Holiday. See, 
controversial match. Obviously, uh, Tim Donahue, who's, uh, you know, blackballed from the NBA because of the officiating he did there. MLW, I guess to make headlines, hires him, but then has him officiate a championship match, you know, for the Caribbean Heavyweight Championship in that Caribbean strap match. I mean, obviously he physically got involved and prevented you from hitting that fourth turnbuckle in that match. So we had Richard Holiday on. Richard Holiday said there is, there will be no rematch, which I cannot believe. So what's your response to everything that took place? last week well well dave and, and and thank you for having me uh listen uh to be honest i didn't even know who was uh, uh that referee uh tom D- donahue dave donahue whatever his name is uh i didn't even know him because i mean we work in a company and you get just to see the same referees all the time well, well you know but we go and come come and go and ref, you see ref, different referees uh, everywhere. So I don't know him. I don't, you know, he's, hey, he's a referee. Okay. What's, what's another guy before? I don't know. What's his change? Somebody change it. So what's that guy? Because, hey, I don't know. I don't, like I say, I don't know his background. I don't know nothing. Now I'm very interested in him. Now I see the news. I see what he did. Here in Puerto Rico, we call him Pichos. He's a thief. And that's what he is. He's a thief together and combined with uh, a Richard Holiday. And you see the Papa's boy, because he's always talking about his slouch, bad, whatever. He's a Papa's boy. Uh, he say he's not going to give me a, a rematch. Well, it, it, something else is coming his way. Because uh, his uh, slouch, uh, a father, lawyer, whatever, have to put his money and enhance to to do something here because you are touching the four corners and i noticed in one time i mean that match of course was edited or whatever but when i went to touch one of the corners in in one of the the, the sides he hit my arm right you know and, and I, I said move out of the way you know and he stayed there well we continue the match whatever happened then at the end, when I'm ready to touch it, he's in the middle. I tell him like a few times, move out, move out. And he's, he went to move and went back. So what I did is grab him by the shirt and move him away. So when I'm moving away, of course, actually they have to touch the four corner. But, I mean, referee should don't do that. He's to watch what I, I, I touch the match. And, and call it like it is. And, well, I believe it's money involved in this. Yeah. Do you think that he should, they should have, uh, you think they should have informed you about his past and about his history uh, before y'all had that match? Well, it's possible. Maybe somebody could come and tell me, hey, you know him or whatever. Uh, that not happen, of course. I, to be honest, I don't know him. I don't, I don't follow too much the basketball uh, uh, since the, the uh, uh, Chicago Bulls was the big times uh, uh, team with uh, Michael Jordan and all that. I, I, I not follow too much the, the basketball. So I don't know what, you know, like I say, I don't know him. I don't know what his uh, history, but I know now uh, that he was a, a, a thief, a pillo, a gambler, uh, uh, you know, fixing the games. So 
I believe uh, it's a holiday. <laughs> have to do something with this. Oh yes, nobody gonna you, tell me. You've nothing. heard that. You've heard that ter- term that uh, a leopard can't change his spots. Once the, a thief. The one, tell me again. That lepers can't change their spots. Once oh, you're a yes, thief, that's true. you're always a thief. He's a thief. He's a corrupt. He always will be a corrupt. So uh, he's dancing in that uh, 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 tail right there, you know, because uh, uh, I believe Holiday, I don't know how, to be honest, I don't know how he could look himself in the mirror and tell the people that he's a champion. First, a year ago, he stole the belt. This second time, he stole the belt in front of the cameras big time for the second time. And I don't know how he's going to call himself a Caribbean champion. When when you got guys like Hercules Ayala, you know, wrestling P.D. Soul, you got Abdullah the Butcher, Carlos Colon, the Invader, uh, you got uh, uh, Ronnie Garvin, you have a bunch of guys, uh, uh, Jose Miguel Perez uh, Sr. and the son too, uh, champions, uh, Caribbean mm-hmm. champions. And, uh, and Richard Holiday called himself a Caribbean champ. He's a chump. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> and and I love the names that you were just mentioning when it came to that that Caribbean heavyweight championship. And you're somebody that you know has been in the world of yes. pro wrestling for decades now. And and I'm glad that we have you on because there's such a, a rich tradition in pro wrestling when it comes to Puerto Rico. You know whether it was the IWA and the WWC and that World Wrestling yeah. Council, like. Talk about your beginnings with the WWEC and how you were brought up in, in pro wrestling in Puerto Rico. Dave, you just mentioned that, man. I, I would love you to see him. I got goosebumps, man, because my head went, you know, back on those dates when, when I was watching wrestling uh, and, and WWC before we call him Capital Sports Promotion. And uh, one of the guys that I see with that belt, I mean, well, of course, different belt, was Abdullah the Butcher. Caribbean champ, you know, and, and, and you see this, this big time battles, uh, for the Caribbean belt, uh, the Puerto Rican belt, because by the time wasn't the, the, the world title was made in yet and the universal title in Puerto Rico wasn't made yet. So those titles, the Puerto Rican and the Caribbean was the big time titles, you know, here in Puerto Rico. And, and you have the Carlos Colón, Jose Rivera, the invader, Abdullah the butcher, like I said, Gorilla Monsoon. You know, uh, back in the day when he come down here, uh, uh, Charlie Cook, uh, I mean, you, you name, you name, you know, wrestlers, and, and they all, uh, you know, look for the opportunity to be Caribbean champs. And, and man, my beginning was, uh, I was, I don't know, 10, 10 11 years, I don't know. Uh, I, this Sunday, I, I served for, you know, watched something on TV, and five, five o'clock, right there, starting, Titanes in the ring, Titan of the ring. That that wrestling come from Argentina, and uh, was uh, uh, big time characters. In where you have the the, the I believe Vince uh, uh, copy a little bit of that because you have the STP guy with the racing car, Formula One uh, car coming down. You have the uh, the uh, what is called the clown. You have uh, the the uh, the priest. You have all these characters i mean with the costume and everything uh coming inside the ring and do their matches so i'm, I'm as a kid when i watch that it's like wow and i stay there every sunday at five o'clock i have to be in the front of my tv to watch uh titan of the ring 
Then later in school, I found out with my friends was local wrestling. So I started watching local wrestling. I started uh, going to the buildings to see the matches. When the wrestling come to my town, I was there, man. I cannot uh, miss that. Uh, in one of my tours to the obesity, to the wrestling uh, shows, I noticed was two, two of my uh, um, uncles and one cousin was working there as a security. And my, my friend, I just bear hugged them and I say, you need to bring me to wrestling. You know, so I have my free ticket every Saturday to go to the wrestling match. So I, I was in the big shows. I was in the big uh, towns, you know, watching free wrestling. Uh, and, and I started doing my Taekwondo classes, uh, doing my, my Taekwondo martial arts. Then I jumped in, in, into the wrestling. Then from that point that I started uh, uh, learning how about the base and everything, I never, I never get out. I stay there, and uh, was something when I was Titan of the Ring, and that TV that went through my eyes and <coughs> grabbed my brain somewhere. And since that, since that day, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional wrestler, and, and I'm happy, happy because you got and, the hooks and, in you. You know, through through the, hey, uh, through <laughs> through the. Uh, through the wrestling, I've been noticed bunch of good people. Notice uh, a businessman, travel the world, learn a lot of things that I didn't even imagine in my in my head. You know, uh, go through uh, man, wonderful people, beautiful people. You know, in, in this uh, professional wrestling, and uh, I love it. I love it. I think that that's one of the things about pro wrestling that that crosses every color line uh you travel the world and you see other oh, people's yeah. cultures and you learn to yeah. fit in with everyone is 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 like a it's a new lease on life and a new way of thinking uh you don't think just from puerto rico or you don't think just yes. from texas you think about the whole world and that pro wrestling does that to you yeah Yes, big time. And, and I'm happy. I'm happy for that. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, uh, every Sunday, my father had this uh, paper. It was a big, huge paper, you know, uh, with a bunch of pages. And, and have it's like a big, big magazine, but on paper, you know. And uh, they have the, the travel part. And I see the, the countries. And I see as a, one of these days, I want to go to Japan. And when I have the opportunity to go to Japan, Man, through wrestling, you know, and I love Japan. Then, uh, you know, I want to go to the Coliseum in Italy. I have the chance to go uh, with WWF through wrestling. You know, uh, man, I have a beautiful picture inside the Coliseum with Owen Hart and Bret Hart. You know, wow. both uh, brothers inside the big Coliseum in Rome. And, man, it, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, and, and, and Savio, again, you when I mentioned, you know, WWC, you said you got goosebumps. As you're talking right now, I'm getting goosebumps because I'm remembering as a kid how important the wrestling magazines were as a fan. And, you know, George Napolitano in Main Event Magazine always covered, you know, wrestling in Puerto Rico. And just those those pictures of, yes. you know, Carlos Colon and Abdul the Butcher, you know, in, Puerto, in, 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 in soccer stadiums full, you know, 35, 40,000 yeah. people. It's just like it brings back such great memories looking back at those times in the 80s. Yeah. Yes. 
and, and wrestling is still hot in Puerto Rico. The only thing right now, the pandemic have mm -hmm. everybody locked, you know, but the people still love it. We do some, you know, few things in, in, in internet and local TV with WCW. We are with IWA and me. We are uh, on WCW and me. We are together uh, working uh, a program, but I mean, it's hard to, to, to do more with, uh, with, with, with fans, without yeah. fans, you know? So we are looking for, uh, just waiting. We're just waiting at the dugout right there uh, to, to, you know, this pandemic gone away and let us, uh, you know, alone. So that way we could do better, better wrestling. Uh, Savio, just so you know, now that you're on with us yeah. and we appreciate your time and thank you for coming on and promoting MLW and MLW Fusion. And we got to get you back on again because we, you know, we could talk an hour talking yes. about uh, your your career and, oh. and, and wrestling in Puerto Rico for sure. Thank but you. Uh, just so you know, Richard Holiday just tweeted out hearing you on our air saying that this is a, a waste of air time having you on the show today. That's from Richard holiday. So, you of, know, of course, <laughs> of course you're going to say it's a wasting time because I, I tell him the truth, Richard, I know you listen and, and look at me right now. You are a chump, big time, a chump in Puerto Rico. I'm going to tell you in Spanish because you're a Caribbean chap now. So you should speak Spanish. I the way I decide, oh. sang, sangano. Sanganos, estúpido, stupid, you know, estúpido. Tú dices que eres campeón del Caribe. Si tú eres campeón del Caribe, ten las pelotas y venir a Puerto Rico y defiende ese campeonato, porque sería fácil hacerlo allá a Estados Unidos. Y trae el árbitro que tú quieras, porque lo vamos a chequear de arriba abajo. What I just say is, if he calls himself a real champ, you know, uh, he come to Puerto Rico and give me the, the opportunity. Uh, of the rematch. He said, you know, want to give me the rematch? Bring the referee, whatever referee he wants. On top of the referee, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab the referee by the legs. I'm going to hit him, uh, you know, with the ref. Because Richard Holiday, you are a champ. You are nobody, my friend. I see you workouts and, and you're going to look good, but you know, you are not real. I'm real, my friend. I'm real. So bring whoever you want. Bring another referee. If you want to bring the same referee, I will be happy because I will give him a good spinning kick and that stinky face. But listen, <laughs> let's do let's do another another show. And 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 the fans that are uh, watching right now, don't miss MLW, guys. It's a bunch of uh, uh, good wrestling, uh, new uh, generation guys, second generation. Their fathers, like the Bon Erics, are right there. You got a, a Fatu. I mean, what a talent. Wow. You got from Mexico, Los Parts. I mean, brother, uh, Hammerstone, Hammerstone. You know, don't even look at uh, Richard Holiday. He's nobody. Don't worry. <laughs> he's, a, he's a chump. But MLW have one of the best talents in the business today. And the show is hot. So don't miss MLW every, every Wednesday, guys. So, hey. Tune in because Mil Muertes is in the house and I'm doing some kind of business with Salina de la Renta. She thinks she knows everything. And Salinas, I know you're Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. Look at this. I got the Puerto Rican flag on me in my chest. And I know you speak Spanish. So Salinas de la Renta, no te vistas que no vas. 
Ah, I love it. Ah. Savio Vega, thank you so much for the time today. We truly thank appreciate it. And again, like you said, MLW Fusion Wednesdays on YouTube, Jeez. also on BN Sports on Saturday. Uh, thank you so much for the time. We got to get you on thank again. You. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mark. Love you, man. Take care. All right, brother. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bless you. All right. Thank you, Dave. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. And that is the one and only Dr. Britt Baker. Good morning to you. What's going on, guys? It is good to have you on. Look at look at it, Doc. Look at it. Brushing Listen, twice ha- a day. Here. Yep. Mark, at- Mark made sure he flossed and everything. We all did because we knew you yeah. were coming on the show. So we wanted to make sure that. Didn't want to get judged. Yeah. Good. Good. I can sense when people don't floss. I, I, I can tell. I can tell. So a lot to get into with you because it's been a while since we've had you on the show. So we're very pleased that, to join us. But like once again, Dr. Britt Baker, um, awesome match on Wednesday with Thunder Rosa. As everybody knows that listens to this show, I am a huge uh, Thunder Rosa fan, but fantastic right. match in that victory Wait, let's, on let's, Wednesday. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because on I wrote this down. On uh, February 4th, 2001 at 7.55 a.m., you committed a crime, and you posted – you had the audacity to post a picture on Twitter in a Thunder Rosa shirt. So let's talk about that. What is going on? Are you okay? Are you I, well? I, I am well, but, you know uh... – you know, you're, uh, I'm sure, coming from Pittsburgh, you must be a, a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, right? Oh, listen, don't break my heart. Don't Let's not go there. Let's not go there. But what I'm saying, Dr. Britt Baker, is that once the Steelers lost in the playoffs, embarrassingly, to the Cleveland Browns, you didn't just stop supporting the Pittsburgh Steelers the next day. I'm sure you still loved and supported them. Even in the loss on Wednesday, I still had to show my love and support for Thunder Rosa. All right, I get it. I get it. you can support the loser. It's fine. <laughs> oh. Now, Mark, you and I had this conversation before Dr. Britt Baker joined us. How about the fact and this was not I didn't know this, you didn't know this. A caller brought this up to us that Cody Rhodes has eight action figures and there's not one action figure for Dr. Britt Baker. It's sick. How is that I know. possible? It's- it's it's disgusting. It, it really is. And, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this because it's, it's just not right. It's not right. And he's walk, he he walks around flaunting it, flaunting that he has all these action figures. And, and I'm like, listen, give the people what they want. The, the Britt Baker action figures. So there's rumors that they're on the way. I don't know when, maybe 2023, 2025. We got a lot of Cody's we got to pump out. So I was just saying, we have we have dark hair Cody. We got suit Cody. We got the bait. We're going to have Cody with the crib, with the baby. So I'm really looking forward to those. And then I think I'll be next. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of accessories with the uh, Cody Rhodes uh, action figures. But seriously, you know, 
you know, Dr. Brubaker, when we look at what the last year has been for you, which is crazy to think about, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've probably been longer with AEW during this COVID era than yep. before we got hit with COVID. I mean, you know, what's that been like? And, you know, it, how difficult has it been? But has it almost become almost second nature at this point, you know, wrestling during this period? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's almost like it, I hate to say it, but it's like I, I don't remember what it feels like to come out and there's ten thousand fans, and it's sad because that's we're, we're we're in the norm now where it's we're in Jacksonville every week, and, and you know we have some fans of trickling in, but it's it's. It's definitely a hard pill to swallow, too, because I feel like I, you know, I'm in my prime right now. So I'm like, where's these fans? Get them in here. But we got to be patient. We got and, and the time's coming. I think, you know, I'm hoping here soon we can get back to those those full arenas. And our fans are very special. So our, our live shows are, are you got to be there to, to see it, to feel it. But hopefully soon, soon when it's yeah. safe. We'll see. Uh, you know, we mentioned Thunder Rosa before. Talk about that match on Wednesday. And, you know, uh, love her or hate her, I mean, you you two have amazing chemistry in the ring. So, yeah, let's talk about that match. First off, it was cold. It was like <laughs> 35 degrees. And we're outside. I don't think people realize that. When we're in Jacksonville, the Amphitheater Daily's place, we're outside. So when it's 105 degrees, we're outside. When it's 35 degrees with like 28 degree wind chill or whatever we're outside uh so i hope fans can appreciate that and if they don't wow. now they better doctor's orders but it was it was uh it was that was a, definitely a war i'm still sore from it and, and uh, I, that's a shoot i'm i'm hurting from that a little bit but it was it was fun i have a lot of respect for thunder rosa but at the end of the day she lost so see ya on to the next one I mean, I, I, I love the match. I love the fact that it was hard-hitting. And, you know, hard-hitting matches always have a way of sneaking up on you for the next week. Um, hopefully you'll be recuperated, you know, before Wednesday. Definitely, because what we, what's, what we have coming up next is this tournament that I'm going to win and move on to our champion, Sheeta. You know, we got a lot of respect for Sheeta. She's carried the the title through the whole pandemic, but time's up. She's got to go. It's time for the the doctor to take the title. You know, like you look at she and Sheeta. You're right. Has been a great representative for the women's division uh, for sure. AEW. She's done an amazing job as champion. But these are exciting times in AEW. You know, with Kenny Omega. You know, uh, with Impact Wrestling uh, now right. being a part. You know, with Thunder Rosa from the the world of the NWA coming into AEW, and now you know what we saw at the end of Wednesday's edition of Dynamite. Uh, with Kenta and now New Japan. I mean, this is an exciting time. Is is there somebody in particular outside of Sheeta, the champion? Is there somebody you would love to get into the ring with? Man, well, so there's a there's a ton of of Joshi talent that are in the tournament that I'm not even super familiar with, but I just watching some of their stuff. They're so freaking talented. But I have I have yet to have a singles match with Ty Conti. So I would like to I'd really, and uh, first and foremost, I, I got to get in there with Serena. Yeah. 
I think, well, you know, because she's getting an ego around here. She thinks she's you oh. know, this veteran saving the women's division. I got to just put her in her place and remind her, this is my division. You're welcome to stay. You can stay. <laughs> just don't don't get too don't get too cocky. Don't get too comfortable. It's my division. That's right, Mark. You know, you uh, you you seem to have a lot of confidence going into your matches. Like, uh, is it because you just feel like you know something that they don't know, or uh, is it that you're just that much better than everybody else? I think it's it's both. I'm always I'm always one step ahead of everybody, and you have to be like even like look at look at my life. I'm I literally have two plan A's. If something happens with wrestling, if wrestling ends tomorrow, I'm a dentist. I'm still, I'm like, did how, how much smarter can you be? I'm on, I'm on top of the world right now in all aspects of the world. And that just, that reflects in wrestling too. I'm always ahead of the game and confidence is everything. If you don't have confidence, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is. And you sure as hell aren't going to beat the person across the ring if you don't think you can. Can I talk to you about something a little bit off of wrestling? Of course, let's talk. Let's talk. See, I, I'm I'm a fan of like Broadway plays. Okay. And my favorite play of all time is Little Shop of Horrors. Oh boy! Okay. And it deals it deals with a dentist. Like, mm-hmm. do you have? <clears throat> are you familiar with the with the play? No, but I it, this has been brought up to me before. Okay. Well, I, I I want you to I want you to watch it and then come back on. Because okay. I want to find out who is your favorite character. And okay. I wanted to find out if you felt like that the dentistry business was misrepresented in any way. That was my two things, but you haven't seen it. So I, I okay. can't get, I can't ask you those questions. Okay. Well, we'll have to, well, I'll get it. I'm going to watch. I'll watch it this weekend. I'll do that. I, I mean, I it's promise. a great movie. It's a great it's movie. It's great. So and, good. And I find this fascinating, Dr. Britt Baker, because okay. like you just said, I'm, the, the Steve Martin character in Little Shop of Horrors, I'm sure has been brought up to you a million times in interviews. So the sure. fact that you that you haven't watched it, that you've rebelled against watching this movie or seeing the that's fascinating to me. It's not it's not rebelling. I'm just, uh, you know, I don't want to say not interested, but I'm just like, oh, OK, yeah, like the, it's like the same thing with the Isaac Yankum stuff. I get it all the time and I'm okay. like, OK, yeah, it's cool. But because he gave Mark himself Henry, I'm gonna, gas, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it for Mark. All right. For Mark, you'll do it <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yes, Dave. He the, gave himself gas. Have you ever have you ever gave yourself gas? Uh, so yep. when we're in dental school, actually, yeah, we had to practice everything on each other. Like it, when you learn how to do injections, like to numb you, we had to practice on each other and like oh my do God. The nitrous oxide on each other, everything. Wow. I mean, that's it, amazing. Yeah. I didn't gas myself, oh. but I have been, I have had the nitrous oxide treatment before. Yes. Wow. wow, you hear that, Dave? That yeah. is unbelievable. Now, Dr. Britt Baker, let me ask you this. Because so, uh, you just said you have two plan A's and yeah. also the fact that, like, you don't have a lot of free time. So when you do have free, I mean, how do you use your free time? 
Well, I don't sit around watching all 30 episodes of Star Wars, that's for sure. I mean, but, uh, really uh, quick, whoa, real quick, Dr. Brippa, it's yeah. it's ridiculous yeah. at this point. It's, like, I mean, I I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of it. It's everywhere. And, you know, my my good buddy, Tony Schiavone and I, we don't we don't agree with this. We don't get along about this, but I, I'm I just can't figure out for the life of me how people can get into it. And I tried. Like, I literally tried, and I fell asleep within five minutes. I just can't. I can't get into it. They're bored. But, and here's – but really quick, here's the thing yeah. that I dislike more than anything. It's like you can like a particular song or a particular movie, and I might have a, a movie that I like more or whatever. It's, it's, it's sure. a movie. It's a TV show. It's a song. Who cares? These – these morons. It's like it, it consumes Whoa, the, it consumes their life. Yeah. Like it becomes it's, like it's, a religion to these people, this, these Star Wars this, movies. This Star Wars stuff is a is an illness and I don't get it. I try I wanna understand it because I wanna help these people. I'm a physician. I wanna know what I can do to help these people. But I can't figure it out. We got we got to have more uh, extensive research done about what's going on in the minds of these these Star Wars freaks. Really, uh, it's fantasy. It's 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 like being able to live in this world, but also live outside of it. You know, and, and you know what Tony Schiavone told me? He said it's a it's a perfect. What did he say? It's it's perfectly explains the human soul. And I almost smacked him across the face. I said, listen to yourself. Listen to yourself, Tony. Look, like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Uh, I it's, think, it's a, it, it's a I disease. I think Tony's right. It's a, it's, a, it's a disease. Cody Rhodes banned me from AEW because I don't like Star Wars. It's, that's, that, it. well, that's an abu- no, abuse. No, he did not. Right he there. banned you because you, you berated it and you said uh, that – Something negative about the uh, episode sixty something. Exactly, Uh, exactly. You don't even remember what it was because it was insignificant. He just petty. It's petty, Dave. It's petty. petty. It's thank you, Doctor Britt Baker. You called this episode sixty nine or something. Yeah, well, there you go. That makes it more exciting. Um, Dr. Britt Baker, before we let you go, and thank you so much for the time because you are extremely busy. You have a lot. I mean, a dental practice, and you're you're one of the best women's wrestlers out there right now, and you still took time to talk to us, which we really, really appreciate. Thank um, you. Talk about the relationship with Rebel and how this, how this relationship <laughs> has gotten stronger in time. Yeah, everybody needs a Reba. They really do. She is great. She like in the ring, out of the ring. We're very, very, very close. We're very good friends. We talk all the time. So the chemistry is there. It's real. And I just, I have so much fun with her. Like it's, 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 it's truly like a joy to to get to work with her because we just have so much fun and and it's a genuine fun. It doesn't feel like work. Uh, And we, we just get to, free ball and and we always say just let us flow just let us flow because we did the the stuff we say and come up with just is natural and it's fun awesome wow. awesome and and seriously seriously dr right. Britt baker you have been uh must watch each and every wednesday uh, espe- uh tuesday as well on aew dark uh you're one of the must-see wrestlers uh, for aew and to watch you grow and to what you've become has been absolutely a pleasure to do. And, you know, the waiting room is must-watch TV as well. I mean, that's been fascinating. So, Well, uh, we, maybe you got to come on sometime. 
listen, I am always available to come on for you. And I'll, and yeah. I'll, I'll wear a Britt Baker t-shirt when I do it too. All right. Well, yeah. See, we'll get we'll get a book. We'll get a book. Okay, please. I, I mean, I, fill me in. I mean, I'll make an appointment. Just you know, pencil me in at some point. I would love that. Do you wait? Do you need? Are you, okay, let's talk about your your uh, entrance. Do you have pyro obligate that we need to fulfill your pyro contractual obligations? No, or? no. I'm I, I'm very cheap. You don't need pyro. You can use like very generic supermarket music as well when you announce okay. me. It's it's not okay. a lot. So we got it's we don't not, have egos with this. We don't have to. Do no, there's no ego. Good. There's no. Good, and we could good, you good. and I could talk about our hatred for Star Wars. The fans, right. the fans would love that shit. Supermarket right. music. And you That's know what? Right. Really quick, too. I mean, Tony Schiavone, as you said, love of he is one of the greatest commentators of all time. With all due respect. No, the I, the best. Like I, I have so much respect for him, and and like I say, he's one of my best friends. Mark, you could come join us too, man. I'll be on your shoulders, like kind of like Jungle Boy with the Luchasaurus. No, no thanks. All right, never mind. Mark's not in. Mark's not in. Mark's not in. Doctor Britt. Well, that's fine. You're not invited. (laughs) Doctor Britt Baker, make sure you watch her each and every Wednesday night. AEW Dynamite, also AEW Dark on Tuesdays on YouTube. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.